why do dogs unconditionally love you? Because they would literally die if you didn't help, if you didn't feed them and give them shelter. So, like, don't be the kind of person, don't be a human equivalent of that. Yes. Welcome back to another episode of Girls Gotta Eat Podcast. It's just the two of us today. You're welcome. <laughs> we love having the boys, but back to just the OG, Rain and Ash. Uh, we are here at Health Media Network, powered by Sennheiser, as always, in our comfy, cute studio. I love it here. You look cute, doll. Do I do look pretty today. You're right. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have a dinner. <laughs> We're so good at taking compliments. Be humble. Um, I have a dinner event tonight. This is going to be the first time that Ashley and I do not go out to dinner after we record. I know. And you sprung that on me like a few hours ago. You're like, well, I have an event tonight. I was like, what? So I like just put my workout clothes in my bag. I was like, I guess I'll just go to Barry's after. Um, <laughs> you know, I hate doing this to you, but tonight is a special event. Yeah. So, so now when yeah. Ashley says I look nice, it means I wore something besides stretch pants into this I office. I am in my full stretch pants and my hat, as always. Before we get into it, guys, we just want to plug our new fave product. We've talked about it a little bit. It is called Woo for Play. It is a coconut oil-based lube, the healthiest thing you can put up there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do a lot of nice things for my vagina, so I feel like this is like a nice thing. It's like healthy. It's organic. It's not like... Sweetened with stevia. Right. Tastes delicious. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about a little bit more later, guys, but just up top one to let you know that you can always get 10% off at wooforplay.com using discount code GGE for girls got to eat at wooforplay. Let's get into it. All right. And then my housekeeping for the day, which I always say up top, is guys... Thank you for subscribing to this podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, there's been an influx of you guys mentioning us in our your stories oh, this we week. We love it so much. Ashley actually started crying a few minutes ago. Shut up. It was beautiful. <laughs> what? Nice. No, I'm such a pussy. I'm sorry. It was a beautiful <laughs> listener email about uh, some... Anyways, um, we'll talk about listener emails later. But um, please keep subscribing. Tell, tell a friend about this podcast today. It's really important to us. Tell your whole office. You know what? S- send an email. Go into a board meeting. <laughs> tell everyone. Send a mass email. Like, <laughs> we want to stay on the top of the chart. Spam all of your friends, please. <laughs> you know when you like clap really hard, like Tinkerbell comes back to life. This is how you can bring us to life and keep us at the top of the chart. Yes, we love you guys so much. Uh, okay, do you want to talk about what happened last night? Of course, of course I do. I was kind of drunk, so I am a little. Were you? Cl- right, God, right, right. Okay, right is a lightweight. I'm just gonna put it out. I mean, you're small. You don't eat a lot. <laughs> So well, I'd already had like four glasses of wine. Oh, that's before right. You I came. came to yes, you. you went to an event and then we met up. So Ashley we, was all cute editing the podcast by herself, having a glass of wine in the window of this restaurant. It was so sweet. It really, you know, it, it was that that was a cute moment for me. I love, <laughs> and then I showed up. I know that my calling is this podcast and editing it because I can do it while I drink. Like I, I, when I was mostly writing and doing all that kind of stuff, I wouldn't drink and work. And like, I can drink wine and do this podcast for you guys. And it makes it's like, that's how I know it's real. Does that mean sex is my calling? Cause I can drink while I, <laughs> while I do sex. I think just <laughs> drinking is our calling. <laughs> okay guys. So out, we were all last night as Raina has mentioned this in a few other episodes that every week say it. Oh, yes. Um, every week, the universe gifts me a present. It did. It happened last night, like 9.30, 10 o'clock last night, because we're like, what are we going to talk about at the intro? 
I think I manifest these things because I'm such a I creep. I swear you manifest these things. Like, we come into this, we we um, improv and spitball a lot, but, like, we do come in with an outline. So every week we're like, what are we going to talk about on the intro? What's been going on this week? And Raina's like, I don't really have anything. And then literally <laughs> the night before recording, 11 p.m., <laughs> something hits. So Sometimes I was being it's a my creep. dog <laughs> eating out his toy. It's all me being a creep. <laughs> so we're at this place last night, and I'm just going to tell you what happened from my point of view. I don't so remember, so we whatever were, you say. Oh, my God. We were sitting at this place on St. Mark's, which, if you know New York, very busy streets, kind of like the Bourbon Street of the East Village. And um, we weren't, like, on the street on a patio, We were, but we were in the window. So we were the table closest to this giant open window. Like, you could, like, reach out and touch people walking by, but there's still a barrier there. So I'm there with Raina. Her other best friend, Melanie. Oh, and like you don't talk about Kate on every episode? <laughs> we always shout Kate. We're going to give Melanie a shout today. Melanie is Raina's other best friend. No big deal. And I love her. So we're sitting there. All of a sudden, this like, stu- super hot guy walks by. And Raina's like, hey. Like, just. <laughs> and he, like, stopped for a minute. He was, like, kind of shook. And he was like, hey, what's up? And, like, kept walking. I was like, okay, girl. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> it was so subtle. She did this thing where the guy stopped, like, do I know you? Or and then just he just kept walking. I was like, if she just keeps doing this, someone's gonna stop. It's a numbers game. <laughs> it's a numbers game. Another guy walks by. She's like, hey, how's it going? And he was like, what? Uh, 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 like, didn't know what to do. So I was like, she is crushing right now. It's only a matter of time. Well, this guy, came, this guy was like, oh, I'll sign up for this for a few minutes. So then we we're on dude number three, the hottest, <laughs> one of the hottest guys I've ever seen, ever. walks by, and Raina was like. Hey, how's it going? Just out the window. And he goes, what, uh, do I know you? And she goes, no. And he comes over and we're like, oh, shit. Hottest man alive with an Australian accent. Who's going to talk to this guy? How can we talk to this person? And he was just like in perfect like athleisure wear. He had his headphones kind of hanging, hanging out of his shirt. And like, uh, I mean, I, I, he was beautiful. Do you remember the conversation? I think what you're feeling is pride. <laughs> so we talked to this guy, and Melanie's over here, just like, hey, they have a podcast. Maybe you should listen to it. She's the most beautiful person alive, too. Yeah. He probably came over to talk to her. <laughs> What's it about me? <laughs> so she's like, these girls have a podcast. Do you want to come on it? And he's like, I'm kind of more a private person. Anyway, we start talking to this guy. He works in fitness, and we were talking about fitness classes and different things. He's here from New Zealand for 10 days. Beautiful man, and like just kept getting more beautiful as we talked to right. him. Right. a wonderful person. And he was here for 10 days, and... Today, it was day four, so I was like, oh, he's got a week left. And he was like, well, let me know if, um, you know, you guys want to hang out while I'm still here. And hands his phone over to put our numbers in. And you guys know I have a little PTSD from the last time this happened, <laughs> a number exchange from two episodes ago. And he hands his phone over the, the barrier, and Raina hands it to me. I got scared. I didn't know what to do. Which I was like, is she the best friend ever? You're welcome. That was, was your that was your birthday present. from God. <laughs> my birthday's coming up. That was your birthday present. Oh my god! So I put my number in his phone. I haven't heard anything yet, but you know, fingers crossed. Well, he's busy. I don't. I, we Googled him. Okay, after so you, he left. I've been talking for a while. You talk about now what happened when we Googled him. I, I mean, we Googled him. He had a very, he had a very uh, unique first name, and then we also know what fitness company he works for. So quick, I did quick Google, and he pops up right away. Right. I mean, I can I can get your bank account numbers and social yeah. security in thirty seconds. But yeah, found him, and there is a. <laughs> 
page of Google hits. He's like a model. He's a full like blown a model. Full blown. Like there are hundreds of professional photos of this guy. <laughs> Magazine covers. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of a private person. Like nobody. <laughs> oh, really? Because you were in Vogue. Right. <laughs> like, what? Oh my God. Hold on. Let me just check my phone. I'm just, you know, I just want to see if he's texting me. Okay. Not yet, but I'm sure he's going to. He's going to. Yeah. Um, it's Ugh. not like um, East Village Tom last week. Was that his name? Tom? I don't, I don't remember. Know. What up? Joe. Joe. Typical Joe. Didn't leave. Gym didn't teacher his, Joe. Gym teacher Joe didn't put his phone number <laughs> in my phone. I haven't heard back from the, the architect Who guy. fucking they're, they're, they're last week's news. He started texting me like photos and all this like information on what he was up to. I sent him like one text back. No response. No, we're on to so Australian boring. models only now. Yeah, sorry. Busy. Um, but just to wrap that up. Sit in a window and just holler at people. <laughs> Can't hurt. You did kind of stick your tits out, too. You were like, They're double hey. Ds. They're out. My mom told me when I was like 14, you can wear a burlap sack. People know that. But like there. you arched your back when you said hey to those guys. I did? <laughs> That's what Melanie said. You were like, hey. <laughs> you like did a stretch, like arms behind you. <laughs> Well, it worked, so. Uh, but honestly, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you can never go wrong. Like, I just want to just back to our meeting guys in the wild, and then we'll get into our topic for the day. Like, this is not construction workers hollering obscene obscenities at women. This is pretty girls just being like, hey, how's it going on a New York summer night? Like, what man is going to be no like, you're such think a that's creep. creep? Like, nobody thinks that's weird. And that's one not out of creepy. three times, they'll stop. And be so, a model. 33% of the right. time. We got the best looking richest one to stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, so this week. So that's where we'll be every night. <laughs> on St. Mark's. Until um, the end of time. So this week, we, so we've been talking about, like, what to talk about this week. We talk a lot about, like, single stuff and, like, meeting guys. And so this week, we really wanted to get into, like, let's talk about a topic when you're in a relationship. Because Ashley and I, we are single now, but we, we have been in relationships. Um, so we came up with a topic today because we really do a lot of research to just find articles that you guys would think are interesting and fun and put them in our Instagram stories. Um, and Ashley came across this really cool article. Where was it? In The New Yorker? This is a... Um yeah, New York Times article. So it's not it's not brand new. This was an article that I knew about before. And yeah, like Raina said, like we we love all you single ladies that listen. We're single right now, but we haven't always been. So we know that a lot of you listen that are in relationships and want advice there too. So we were kind of tossing around different ideas. And this is obviously we have this podcast, but Raina and I also talk about relationships all day, every day, <laughs> aside from this. So this is a topic we wanted to touch on. And this was an article that's actually from like June of, of last year. Oh, it's a year old. June from last year. And it is called To Stay in Love, Sign on the Dotted Line, which is like the unsexiest thing you can talk about. This literally talks about how relationships are contractual. And people get all wrapped up in the romance and the love and all that kind of stuff, which is great. But relationships are contracts. They are contracts you have with someone else to you do this, they do this, make sure both people's needs are being met. So you're both like happy in a relationship. And this is about a couple that they sit down yearly and they go over their relationship and they talk about it. And I'll read this one excerpt. It says the latest version of Mark and Mandy's relationship contract, a four page single space document that we sign and date will last for exactly 12 months after which we have the option to revise and renew it as we've done twice before. The contract spells out everything from sex to chores to finances to our expectations for the future. And I love it. Most unromantic thing ever, but it's true. And I think that we always, it's always in your head. You always are like, I do this for this person. This person does this for me. What does this relationship mean to me? Are my needs being met? All these type of things. And I kind of like that this couple, I mean, 
popping open your laptops is a little extreme, but it, it worked for them. And uh, we'll obviously provide you guys with the link for this article. But I, I just, I, I love this idea so much. And like, I've seen a therapist, Raina's mom is one, like we've all dealt with therapists and, and people that are very well versed in relationships and things like that. And like, that's a, a, a term that a lot of relationship therapists and people in the professional space use is like, it's a contract. Like you're in this contract with another person. Right. And whether you want to admit that it is a contract or not, and you want to sit down and actually write it, it is a contract. And love is based on conditions, right? Of are my are my needs being met? Am I happy? Am I being treated the way that I want to? And so what we wanted to kind of get in today is this idea that like you should love somebody unconditionally. And I really don't believe that. And I think that love <laughs> is conditional. And not only do I think it's conditional, I think it should be conditional. And you know, you are a you are a single entity and a person and love is a contract and you have the right to not be a part of that contract if those conditions are not being met. And like you said, it's not super like sexy to be like, okay, we will have sex three days a week and you will walk the dog twice a week. But um, the only person that you really deserve unconditional love from is your parents. And I hope that you have that with your family. And Ashley and I are lucky to have that. But in a relationship, there are conditions. And I think we just want to talk about like what those are. And Right. So surprise, this episode is like unconditional love is not a thing. <laughs> uh, no, I. Um, you mentioned the parents thing. Yeah. So this was a little bit of an eye-opening experience for me. And we're going to get into our personal experiences, but I was seeing a therapist for a brief stint when I was dealing with a pretty rocky relationship um, with somebody that I really loved and I wanted it to work out. And this was somebody that did want this unconditional love from a partner. And I brought that up with my therapist and she says, okay, first of all, back up. Unconditional love is not a thing between romantic partners. And she said, the only time you really have and I guess deserve unconditional love is from your parents. And a lot of people don't even have that. A lot of people might have it from one parent, both. If you have it from both, you're very lucky. I do. You know, but at the end of the day, like whatever, if I just went and like burned my parents' house down and stole all their money, they don't have to love me. You know, that's an extreme case. I, I don't think anything's ever really going to come between me and my family members, my parents and my brother too. But it's not a thing with romantic partners. Right. That, that's and not I something that you, that you have. I think some people use I love you as a ticket to start behaving any way <laughs> that they want to. And that those are different things. And I think that we want to sort of define like what is acceptable and what's not. You know, when right. you're in a partnership with somebody, it is about compromise. And you you should be going to restaurants that they like and doing activities they like and things like that. That's just a compromise. But, you know, should you be with somebody who no longer tells you how excited they are about you or, you know, God forbid, cheats on you or beats you or something like that, you know, you don't have to be a part of that because that love is super conditional, like we said. A lot of times this comes from someone's past where maybe they didn't get that growing up. And it's a tough thing to tell somebody that you're dating and you're in a relationship with. It's like, I just want unconditional love from you. It's tough to say, Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Love is conditional. And you better hold up your end of the bargain. Right. And, and that's the thing. And I, I think that Brandy uses the term that you've been in past relationships. So we're going to talk about that where you're like, I mean, I signed up for this. And it's like, yeah, OK. You didn't sign up to like let yourself feel badly and be treated a certain way by someone and then continue to love them. You want unconditional love, fucking get a dog. You know, like that's not something that humans need to give each other when they're not getting their needs met. And there's such a difference between commitment and unconditional love, quote unquote. Like I think you can be 100% committed to a relationship and wanting to make it work and riding those highs and lows with your partner as opposed to like I'm getting shit on and I'm supposed to unconditionally love this person. Right. 
Totally. And I think that, you know, I see all kinds of different things happen in relationships. And, you know, one thing I see people do is, like, they sort of stop dating, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, everybody has different love languages, right? There's five languages of love. There's different things that everybody needs. So um, there's verbal affirmations of love. There's gift giving. There's acts of service, et cetera. And I think a lot of people are very good at all of those things at the beginning of a relationship. They will spend time with you. They'll tell you that you look beautiful. They're excited to see you. They do acts of service, like make your bed for you in the morning. They'll cook you breakfast. And I think a lot of people... Not everybody, but I think a lot of people sort of use I love you when we're in a serious committed relationship as a way to sort of stop doing those things. And I think it's important to never stop dating. Remember that, like, you should always treat somebody the way that you treated them at the beginning of a relationship. And you should remember to tell somebody you look beautiful today or do something to surprise them, take them to a good restaurant, things that are exciting. And if you're not getting that from your partner, like... Those are conditions of the relationship. You're allowed to say, like, I don't want to be in this contract. Or, like, let's reassess, you know, like this couple. Like, they pop up with their laptops every year and they assess their relationship. Am I getting my needs met? Are you getting your needs met? What can I do? What can you do? How can we maintain the love that we have and and a a solid, healthy relationship? And I I think I totally agree with what you said. Like, it's a a scary thought for someone in a relationship to think this person is never going to leave me. And that's exactly what we're talking about with unconditional love. Unconditional love means no matter what, I'm going to love you and I'm not going to leave you. And that shouldn't be how it should be. Like, the thing that keeps relationships healthy is like knowing that you could lose that person you're going to do what you can to hold on to them I mean there's clearly people get married but they get divorced like even that isn't guaranteed so I I think that there's people out there men and and women that get into a certain place in a relationship and they get really comfortable and they're like what's this person what are you gonna do <laughs> you gonna leave? Where are you gonna go? And it's it's we joke about it, but you should always know that like if I don't treat this person right, they could leave. And I I think there's a difference between that feeling and the feeling of like being scared someone's gonna leave. Like you want someone that's committed, but you don't want someone you can walk all over. Right. It's a fine line, totally. But you know, we talked about being the kind of person that you know, it's important to, to give all those things to your partner, but you also need to uphold your side of the bargain, which is to be worthy of that love and that acceptance. And I think we we find a lot of people that just aren't that nice to their partners. And I think you find in men a lot, they know that the woman cannot leave because they have financially, I don't want to say financially crippled the person, but like I know, I have a girlfriend of mine who's married to a military person. She's 35, she has two kids, and um, she's never really worked in her life. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'll just say it. I think that he verbally abuses her. I think that he is terrible to her. And I know that she knows that she has no other options. And I think that's a scary place to be in with somebody where, like, they're not doing things to be worthy of that unconditional love, but they they know that you're not going to leave them. And I think it's just super important to be the kind of person that is worthy of that. And, you know, that's a lot of power to wield over somebody, that they don't have, like, the money or the, like, professional background to leave you. And that's, I don't know how to even, like, give advice on that you right. know I mean that I mean that's a whole separate topic I guess but like yeah like having skills <laughs> like something to fall back on so you're not completely dependent on another person duh but I think this kind of segues into something that we discussed before and that is are you living someone else's life and that's in the article that I mentioned the New York Times article the couple in the article her previous boyfriend was someone that she found herself living his life where she was like I 
oh, I'm just hanging out with his friends and I'm doing all of his hobbies and we're going on to the restaurants that he wants to go to. And I think she woke up one day and she was like, my needs aren't getting met. And that's why she has this contractual relationship with her new partner. And it works really well for them because she was so fearful to get back into a relationship like that. And I, I don't totally have that experience. Um, I'm, but I, I think that I keep myself in, in check a lot. So with my, one, one of my last serious relationships, I was kind of, I was thinking about that. Like, are, are we just doing everything he wants to do? Like, am I getting, is this equal? Is this an equal partnership? So I think that's something to ask yourself too. And that's where, again, you get caught up in this, like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm living his life or I'm living her life, but I, I love them unconditionally. No, fuck that. Have you dealt with that where you felt like you lost some of yourself and your partner? Yeah. When I was younger. Um, and it depends like what losing yourself means. Like Sometimes you move to another city with somebody to live with them and you become friends with their friends and that is not losing yourself or living their life. That's just, that is compromise in a relationship. Like sometimes there isn't another option but to live in a certain city and if their friends and family happen to be there, then those people are your life and there's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing wrong with being happy and excited about that. For me, I lost myself in a relationship when I was very young. It was my first serious relationship in New York. I was like 22, 23 and he was just older and more successful and he really made me feel very sort of small. Mm -hmm. And, like, all of my decisions weren't as good as the decisions he would make. Right. And, you know, I ended up living his life a little bit because, like, I didn't really want to bring him around my friends as much or my family. And I really felt like I had lost the ability to even, like you said, pick a restaurant. Like, I remember when we broke up and I was like, oh, my God, I get to decorate this apartment the way I want to. I get to pick where I go out to (laughs) eat and decide, like, where I want to go today. And I really, really lost myself in that relationship. And I will completely take 100% responsibility, saying, like, there was no reason for it. It wasn't like we were married. We didn't have kids. There was no reason that I needed to. I just thought this person was better than me and smarter than me. And so I let myself be there. And I think that's also more common when you're a little bit younger. Yeah, for sure. I just didn't know how to ask for what I needed. Yeah. And and I think that's just kind of simply a matter of just like self-reflection and like removing yourself from the situation that you're in and literally asking yourself like, do I really like to watch football all day on a Saturday? Like, and there's compromise too. It's like, I'll do that with you if you do this with me. Like, are we taking the trip you want to go to? And then also taking the trip I want to go on. You know, I think those are things that, like, you just need to ask yourself. And I think that that's what this contract is all about, is having certain responsibilities in a relationship and, like, upholding them to meet the other person's needs. And uh, Rain and I have talked about this before. We just want to make it clear that when you're in a committed relationship, like, you should be kind of ride or die with that person where you're, like, riding these ups and downs with them. And we don't – we clearly don't mean to, like, abandon someone if they're going through a hard time or they're losing their job. I mean, that's what being in a loving, committed relationship is all about is riding those highs and lows with somebody and being committed. But that is different than unconditional love. So I'll give you the perfect example of this. And um, I was in a relationship for a long time, and we talk about this a lot on the podcast. I mean, whatever. I'm going to always talk about the same couple relationship. Right, I've only been in a couple. Um, but, you know, I was with this person who could kind of never get his life together. And it was always like another job and another pipe dream, another lapse in between jobs where I had to pay for things all the time. And I felt like I was being really taken advantage of. But I said to myself, I signed up for this. You know, I signed up for the highs and the lows. And I signed up for, you know, you're going through some tough time. And of course, I'll pay our rent this month. It's no big deal. Like, because I will have lows as well someday. And I will lose my job. And I'll go through things in life where I can't work. And you'll pay our rent. Right. And, you know, I just decided, like, I should sign up for 
for this because, like you said, ride or die. And internally, for years, I couldn't figure out, like, why I was so unhappy. <laughs> I I don't mean that as a joke. Like, I just, I felt like... You're know, carrying this, the relationship on your back. <laughs> but I didn't feel... I felt like I have a man who is a great partner to me right. emotionally. He loves me. He treats me well. I trust him. I know he's coming home to me every night. He was my biggest fan in the world. And I thought to myself, like, why doesn't this feel like enough? Mm-hmm. And I really would have... I would have married this person if he hadn't left me, and thank God he did because, like, I thought to myself, like, I signed up for this. I'm going to do this. But, you know, looking back, this is the perfect example of conditional love. Like, yes, you sign up to be with somebody through highs and lows, but if it's just low after low after low and it's causing you to, like, really emotionally crumble and financially crumble, do you know how frightening it was to me to think about combining my finances with that with, person? Yes, exactly. It was really I, – I remember using the term, I feel like I'm staring down the barrel of a gun. Right. Like, thinking about, like, giving you access to my bank accounts. So, anyways, like, that's a good example for me of somebody that, like, might not be verbally abusing you and cheating on you and doing all these things but like you are allowed to say to yourself like I cannot be a part of this right it's not going to be okay yeah and I use my parents as an example they will have been married for 40 years this August they are the total anomaly they're still so much in love they're super attracted to each other they both have these really great separate hobbies and lives they come together and they travel together and they do all these things we have a great family but in recent years, my mom's opened up to me a little bit more about some of the issues that she has with my dad. My dad's an amazing guy. He's the person that I am most like in the world. <laughs> Basically, I'm amazing. Um, but you are well. You are amazing. I can plug your I'm, mom. I'm a, I'm a product of my Love uh, both of them. But like my dad and I are so similar, and we have a lot of the same flaws. And we've ta- we talked recently. And my mom, cl- my mom has never ever said I'm going to leave your father. I just want to be very clear. There's zero blah, whatever. There's one percent risk of divorce. Like that's not happening. But I think at the same time, my my mom has been like very close to that breaking point when my dad's going through whatever he's going through where she doesn't feel like he's treating her the way that she deserves to be treated and she just feels a little dismissed and my dad like harbors a lot of things so you know it'll be weeks my mom's like I just feel like he's he won't he won't talk to me and he's mad at me and it was I remember it was last summer and we had my mom and I got drunk and she was like I'm upset I'm pissed at your dad and and I was like, fucking tell him. <laughs> tell him you'll leave his ass. <laughs> like, as much as I, if my parents got divorced, I would throw myself off a cliff. Like, they're everything in my life. But, like, that, you know, I still think my dad, after 40 years, was not, like, this woman unconditionally loves me. Like, I need to act right, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's how every relationship should be. It shouldn't matter 40 years, 50 years you know, a couple years, it's like that mindset of unconditional love can be detrimental to a relationship. I understand that there's reasons why people stay in bad relationships. There's tons of reasons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about like finances being a reason and you're married, you have kids. I understand that you like, you want that kind of companionship and it's, it's hard to find a person you really get along with and that you say to yourself, like, maybe I can just suffer through some of this bad shit because at the end of the day, this person is my best friend, whatever. But like, I just don't think anybody should ever make you feel like you have to stay in that relationship. There are other people in the world to date right. that, that will not make you feel like like that you should give them unconditional love. Like, fuck that. No. And people get, you know, get caught up too. We're speaking to married couples with this like, well, we took these vows in front of God to unconditionally love each other. And I 
want to reference Sex and the City because I thought this was a very powerful part. And if you haven't listened to our Sex and the City episode, please do. We love it. We're so proud of it. But there's a part in the movie where, you know, Steve cheats on Miranda mm-hmm. once, one off, because he was not getting his needs met. And she, what, she screams at him or she says to him in therapy, I can't remember exactly, she's like, you broke a vow. And he's like, so did you. Like, there's cheating and there's lying, but there's also love and respect. And, like, that's in the vows, too. You know, so if you are feeling like someone's not loving you and supporting you and respecting you, that is what you signed up for, too. It's such a reciprocal thing. And I I guess our takeaway is just, like, don't say that fucking word in a relationship. I love the Katy Perry song, Unconditional. It's like my favorite song. <laughs> I like I have all the remixes on my Spotify. And, but it's like, it's not real. Just throw it out the window. I don't ever act in a relationship like I should be unconditionally loved. Like, you have to earn that shit. I try well, to be yeah. exciting and fun. I want to have sex with my partner. Like I look at people that, that cheat, like you were saying, and like, well, did your partner not sleep with you for six months? Like, they broke a vow, too, you right. know? Like, can you really ex- <laughs> <laughs> can you really expect somebody to be in a sexless relationship with you? Like, right. that doesn't mean go out and cheat on people. I'm not saying, like, that's okay. But, like, loving somebody is not the only vow out there in the world. And there's – you see that with couples, especially once – they have children and you see couples that have great sex lives and they have a baby and things just change for a multitude of reasons, time and you don't get any sleep and your vagina hurts, whatever, you know, like I'm not a mom, <laughs> but Clearly. and you, you hear frustration in, in men. And I think that that is never a time to cheat, but it's a time to see your partner down, you know? And I think that that obviously this all boils down to communication at the end of the day. And like the second you feel like your needs aren't being met, it's time for a talk. Totally. I remember I broke up with somebody and he broke, he brought up the love languages, which Aww. I thought was so funny. But like, <laughs> you know, I was pretty vocal pretty early on when I said to him, I don't feel like you ever tell me that like you're excited to see me. Right. And I try really hard. We had a long distance relationship and I would try really hard to like plan things that would be exciting for him and to like wear outfits I thought he would like right. and to look nice. And you know, when he would come to town, I would make sure that I had all this stuff planned and like sexy lingerie and all this stuff. And like, you know, you want to do nice things for your partner. And I was pretty vocal pretty early on. Like, you don't ever tell me you're excited to see me. You don't ever tell me I look nice. And it was it was super disappointing. And I tried to be really honest in a nice way at the right. beginning. And then I felt like he refused to get better and refused to say things, like give me like verbal affirmations of praise. Right. And it was tough for me. And it just created this really shitty situation where I started withholding things from him. But at the end of the day, all you can do is be upfront and be honest with your partner about what you need. And if they refuse to give it to you, then you're allowed to make a decision right. to not be with that person exactly. anymore. Exactly. So, uh, uh, yeah, guys, at the end of the day, throw the fucking term unconditional love out the window. That's not a thing in romantic relationships. <laughs> and if someone says you're supposed to unconditionally love me, you need to tell them to get a dog because that is the only <laughs> <laughs> And that's a teaser for an episode we have coming up about pets. Get excited, dog lovers. I've never had a pet in my whole life. <laughs> I had a goldfish once. It died. But they 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 unconditionally love you. I mean, you know. What, pets? You can 
do, you can really fuck with a dog and he'll just come back. Not that I do, but like it's a, it's a sad thing to even think about. But yeah, yeah. But why do dogs unconditionally love you? Because they would literally die if you didn't help, if you didn't feed them and give them shelter. So like, don't be the kind of person, don't be a human equivalent of that. Yes. Oh, you perfect know? way to wrap it up. Thank you, girl. All right, guys, we're going to take a break from the main topic um, to go ahead and pay some bills because girls got to pay to eat. Pay the, we need like some like cha-ching, like uh, sound effects. <laughs> I can't do it with my mouth. I'm okay. not good enough. <laughs> what that mouth do? Uh, okay, guys, just a little bit more about our sponsor for this episode, Woo for Play Organic Coconut Oil-Based Lube really going to improve your sex life. Do something nice for your vagina. Listen, I got to read you one of their talking points. And beeswax promotes relaxation, rehydrates skin and lips, and relieves pain for the showers and growers. What they're saying is if you fuck a guy with a huge dick with this lube, it's going to heal your vagina faster. Mike Trump, we're going to end it on that. <laughs> Ladies, if your man has a huge dick, you need this. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, Wooforplay.com. Follow them at Woo for Play on Instagram. They're on Facebook and Twitter as well. And get 10% off using code GGE for Girls Gotta Eat. GGE for Girls Gotta Eat at wooforplay.com. All right. Yeah, that beeswax. Um, okay, so we thought to lighten up this mood today, we would um, read some of your emails. Yes. You guys email us and you DM us, and we promise that we read them all and we file them away. We're not able to give <laughs> responses to everybody. Um, we try, but we thought we would read some today. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. And yeah, we will get to them eventually. Um, <laughs> we'll get to them eventually. And we can't play Never Have I Ever anymore because, like, I just, I've done everything. Yeah. So we'll bring it back one day, but not yeah. today. I don't know. I've just done everything. Um, so anyways, we've gotten some really fun emails. I got this one that I think is a really interesting situation that a lot of people have probably been in, and I have some very strong feelings about it. Ooh, okay. You want to go first? Yes. And then I got one. Um, hey, ladies. I'm hoping you can offer your duo of sage wisdom on this issue. I dated a guy I met off Bumble for two months. We had a lot of unprotected sex, and we were really getting down and dirty. Okay. Come to find out, he had a long-term relationship back in his hometown. Obviously, I feel really upset. My health was in jeopardy. The other girl was as well, and this guy didn't give a shit either way, even when he assured me that they were not exclusive. So, do I fuck some shit up and tell the girl what's been going on, or do I just let karma be a bit? Ooh, I have a lot of friends about this. <laughs> <laughs> this has happened to me. I've been like the other woman and found out that the guy that I was seeing had a girlfriend. It's happened to me. I mean, it's happened to everybody a couple times, right? right? Um, I've been in the situation where I just decided, like, live and let live, like, whatever, who cares? Like, I'll get over it and move on. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give people permission to not do that because here's how I feel. Why should I have to sit around feeling like shit because somebody manipulated me and lied to me and was inside of me and you get to just go back to your relationship and be perfectly fine. Right. No, no, nope. you don't get to do that to me. So I would absolutely tell the person. And I know some people would say to themselves, I don't want to start the drama. I don't want to be involved in it. Fuck the high road. Yeah. You know what? No, it depends on the situation. But if you were dating somebody for months and realized that they were lying, I'm not even about like girl power, tell the other girl. I just mean like if you fucked my day up, and I'm going to fuck your day up. And it has never been easier in the world to reach out to somebody on social media and just right. be like, hey, just want to let you know. 
and leave it at that. You don't have to, like, get into a long conversation with the person. Um, I don't think that you need to, like... Maybe somebody will say, prove it. You can send some couple text messages, and then I would and then, then exit I would the situation. Then yeah. I would exit the situation. Exactly. You don't need to like get on the phone with the person or anything like that. But like, think about it in the reverse. Like, wouldn't you want to know? I if would want to know. Like, I am never. Well, never say never, <laughs> Justin Bieber. But like, I would. I mean, I never. <laughs> I can't ever see myself in a situation where it's one of those like, don't ask, don't tell. I know my man's cheating on me. I don't want to hear about it. I don't think I'm ever going to be in a situation like that. Those do exist. So you've we've both seen, and you've seen it in TV and the movies or whatever, and in probably in real life where someone comes forward and they're like. I'm sleeping with your man. And the girl's like, bitch, I like, why'd you have to do this? I know, you know, like, right. I don't have to work and he makes money. Like I, I know what I signed up for and there's situations like that, but like, that's never going to be me. So yes, but like I never had this happen. I fully picture myself one day in some scenario where, well, let's hope not, but I could picture myself in a scenario where I'm dating somebody, some girl comes forward and tells me, and then we fuck his life up together. I can see that. <laughs> why not? But why shouldn't you? Like, why should somebody get to make you feel so no, bad uh-uh. and so manipulated and terrible? And they just get, just I don't believe away. in like karma will take care of it. No, I will take care of it. Yeah. I will find this person. This happened to me. That's why I feel so like, so like right. serious about it. But, um, a guy who lived in Chicago was doing this to me. was fully dating me, but had a girlfriend he lived with in Chicago. Right. And I found out and I immediately told her because yeah. I was so upset and she said to me I don't believe you and this isn't true and I trust him and honestly I walked away from it at that point I just said you know hey if you if you want the proof I'll give you the proof I'm not gonna like right. send you all these messages whatever my work here is done right my work exactly like I don't if you really don't want to know, like clearly somebody in New York is not reaching out to this stranger in Chicago right. and making this up. But like, I don't, okay, well, if you don't really want to know, then I'm not going to make you know. Right. So that's how I feel about the situation. I say, I say tell the person. Yeah. I mean, I find there's a little bit of a difference between a drunken makeout at a bar and a full-blown, like, cheating relationship. 100%. So I don't, you know what, I, I don't know. If one night my boyfriend made out with some chick at the bar and seriously regretted it the next day, I, whatever. I don't need that girl to tell me. <laughs> I also don't know if that person owes you anything. Like, this man owed but me. when you're stringing two people along, yeah. oh, fuck you. Like, we were... Well, like, ruin your life. We both worked, like, from home, and so, like, we would, like, be on Skype the entire day together. Like, yeah. I was having a relationship with this person. Right. And... Yeah, you owe me something at the end of that. Right. If you were just lying to me and lying to me and lying to me. So, yeah, like you said, if somebody, if I, like, made out with a guy at a bar, bad idea to girlfriend, no. I would not go out of my way to start drama with a total stranger. Yeah. Um. Okay, you want to do an email? Yeah, yeah, Okay. DM. I'm going to read the DM. Okay. Uh, okay. Hi, I love your podcast, and I made all my girlfriends listen to it on the way home from... OCMD is Ocean City, Maryland yesterday. Okay, girl. Thank you. One of my favorite things is how empowered you are about your sexuality. I'm exhausted by the double standards in this world. I say all the time that I can be slutty and be happy about it. I got trashed recently for posting a double bikini pic. A guy friend literally said no one will date someone who puts it all out on Instagram for for everyone to see. But I'd love to hear your take on it. Love you, girls. First of all, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. No. I hope that guy never gets laid again. No. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, fuck that guy. Um, I guess this is two parts. We, we say this all the time, like, be safe and, like, do you. Talking about sex and being, quote, unquote, slutty and, and living your life, like, we talked about the sex. We said how our episode, um, When to Give It Up, is all about, like, 
doing what feels right to you. If you want to sleep with a bunch of people, be safe about it, you know, that's fine. Like whatever feels fine to you and like, don't let anybody judge you for it. And again, we'll just throw, I mean, that's like span the sex and city. That's what that show did for women was like, women can do this. And I mean, I don't really recommend like fucking a different guy every night or every other night. And like, I don't, I just don't think that's like safe and healthy, but it's really just like you do you type of thing, you know, and I don't think anybody, anybody should, should judge you for it. And the bikini pick, I mean, to me, that's just like an antiquated view of women's sexuality. It's so stupid and small and ridiculous. And this man is not representative of, oh, no, no, of, of all men. Like, I think this is a person that's just being sort of ridiculous. And what feminism is to me is like, do what you want and what feels good to you and own it. And no, like, no man should be able to tell you something like this. But yeah, there will always be men that feel like that or people that feel like that. Right. that they would rather be more private or more conservative. And that's fine. You should live your life like that. But you have no right to tell somebody else that they can't. And it's not like, I mean, she's not, she's not naked. Right. She's and in- like, I'm not going to post a naked pic or almost naked pic, but I mean, I posted a, I'll post a bikini pic here and there because I'm proud of my body. And a lot of it's just like, I work really hard and I, I work out and I, it's like, if I feel good and feel confident, fuck it, I'm going to post it. But I mean, I think also like when girls, when you're doing these pictures and like, just think about what, what your purpose is. Cause I think, you know, sometimes is it just be- because you like need that validation and then maybe like reassess what what's going on in your head there you know like I think you're when you post that it should be less about like I need these likes to feel worthy as a person and I need these dm slides and I need these people to comment and these guys to tell me I'm hot because I need to feel validated as a person versus like I'm really proud of how I look and I think you should strive for that ladder and I think when you really feel like you need this validation from likes on your bikini pic like it's time to maybe like reassess what's going on in your head there. Well, sex is the exact same thing. If you're having sex with somebody to validate some kind of like inner insecurity, like right. don't do that. I'm mistaking it for a But life, like yeah. if you're just doing it because you enjoy it, then like fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. Okay. You got another one you want to read? Yeah. I don't know if this applies to a ton of people, but I feel like probably everybody has at least thought about this once or twice. So I thought it was really interesting. Hey, girls, I got to start by saying I love the podcast. Then she goes on for a few paragraphs to talk about how amazing me and Ashley are. Um, <laughs> we're going to read that I'm on gonna our time. We're going to read that in bed later. Um, my best friend, who I've been friends with since I was 12, recently started dating my cousin, who is also our age, 23. We all went to high school together. We were in different friend groups, blah, blah, blah. Um, they're kind of in this honeymoon stage of the relationship. They're always kissing, hugging, holding hands. It's very awkward for me. A few things have been going through my head, and I don't know if I'm being unreasonable or not. Um, and she lists a bunch of things, but she wants to know. I'm going back and forth in my mind about whether she should have asked me if it was okay to pursue this relationship. Um, when they are out at bars together and I'm standing right there and they're all over each other, am I allowed to say that it's inappropriate and make her aware of it? Um, and then finally, what do I do if and when this goes south? So I think this is really sort of interesting. I mean, the email's a little bit longer, but I think like she's sort of asking us to address a couple things and right. Okay. So tell me how you would feel. What if I wanted to date your brother? Well, (laughs) the whole time that I was thinking about this, it's cousin and brother feels very different to me. So maybe she's different with her cousin. Totally. I, I mean, but, but they're all the same age and they grew right, up together. Yeah, though. I mean, there's obviously we. I need more details to give like a full assessment of the situation. But it's a matter of like, are is this a cousin that you guys hang out all the time? It sounds know? like they hang out, right? All the time. Like it's almost like brotherly, right? 
I don't even know. I haven't had it happen, and it makes me feel a little weird. So I think it's two things. I think a couple It's a th- really tricky situation. She wants to know, should this person have asked my permission? Am I allowed to say something if they're up inappropriate in front of me? And then what do I do if it's south? So I think a couple things. I don't know that grown adults need to ask permission from other people. But I think there's a way to behave and a way to do things that is acceptable and there's a way to behave that isn't. And yeah. as the friend, I would hope that that person would, number one, be honest be like, I just want to let you know I, I did start, like, maybe hooking up with this person. Right. Like, we made out. And, like, you don't have to have, like, a sit down and ask permission for it because you're allowed to sleep with anybody you want to in the world. But, right. like, I would be honest that it's happening. Yeah. I mean, if one of my best friends – I mean, again, like, to me, there's so many different relationship tiers. So it's like, is this, like, a kind of a good friend? She said it was her, her, one of her she best friends. She said it's one of her best friends and her cousin. They're all the same age and they right. grew up together. Yeah. I mean, and granted, that's, like, probably bound to happen if they're all hanging out, like, eventually. So – But, yeah, I mean, before this friend starts dating the cousin, her loyalty is to her friend. So, like, I would say something. I would I would definitely address it. Like, I I, I would think my friendship at this point is the more important relationship and the one that I'm going to prioritize, and I don't want to lose that. I always like to think that girlfriends are going to come – come first before some person that may or may not last is a boyfriend or a fling or a man in your life, whatever. So like I would do everything I could to keep my friend in the loop and like preserve that relationship. I feel like it feels a little sneaky. It does. And you know, there's a fine line between I'm allowed to do whatever I want and then just doing whatever you want with no regard for other people. Like I think it's maybe a little weird if she's like hanging all over this guy in front of her friend. Yeah. Like maybe don't throw it in the person's face. And if you really feel like, if you actually feel like your boundaries have been crossed, like you're the family member and you're like, I don't want to watch these things. And like, I think you're allowed to say like, I'm not super into this. And you know, you can sort of decide how much you're comfortable with talking about it. But like if if you're worried about what's going to happen at the end of the relationship, like when something goes south, like I probably wouldn't open the door to be talking about it a lot. And right. Okay, so after my brother's wedding, I kind of hooked up with one of his friends. Okay. <laughs> and kind of. I mean, I did. And <laughs> I know. Let's be real. Um, yeah. And everybody knew about it, and it was pretty open. And um, this is somebody who I had known since I was nine years old, known mm-hmm. him my, you know, pretty much my whole life. And I you know, went to his kindergarten graduation, his football games, his baseball games, high school graduation, whatever. Um he had you know, been a part of our family for a long time. Um, I had to tell my brother, and I was up front. I was honest. It was just like, you know, we, we hooked up after the wedding, but then we sort of continued the relationship. If it's right. a one-time thing, I think maybe don't tell. But, you know, if you're going to continue to talk to the person, I would be up front and do that and then probably shut it down. Like, I decided whatever happened, I wasn't going to talk to my brother about it. Right. I wasn't going to be like, here's the issues. Here's what I'm upset about. Here's what annoys me. Or like, because you have to be cognizant of the fact that the family member doesn't really want to hear this stuff. Right. Right. Like, if I was dating your brother, would you want to hear about like what's going on behind closed doors? Like, no. For me to go after one of my brother's friends and like let's say a girlfriend wanted to date my brother it better be like you think that person's a person you might want to marry because it is so my brother would be livid like his friends are off limits to me like that's it would have to be that like this had been years and I was like I just think this might be my person like my brother's name is Matt like I would I would have to be like Matt I I know you hate this I know you this makes you want to murder us both but like I think that your friend so-and-so could be a real partner for me and I really want to find somebody 
Like, I would never jeopardize a relationship for a fling or for something that I didn't see an actual future with. And, like, that would really piss me the fuck off. That would piss me off. Like, one of my friends came after my brother just to, like, have hook up with him. Totally. Or, like, what I would be like, fuck you. You know, but, like, totally. I don't know if one of my best friends was, like, Matt and I have been hanging out and, like, I hate this, Ashley, but, like, I think I might be in love with your brother I would be like ah, because I, but also I don't know like you in those situations like yeah it'd be really cool if that worked out right it does happen like you meet you date people that you know so it's not that goes, crazy if it goes bad it's so bad well my brother I told my brother in a like quiet confined space it was just the two of us I was like I just want to let you know that this happened and this has happened more than once and like whatever and my brother was like he had the perfect response, and he's so great. But he was like, you know, I kind of always figured that, like, something might happen between you two. Because he is somebody that I really like, and I've known him his whole life. He's a great person. Um, and my brother was like, you know, totally fine. Like, blessings to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of left it at that. And, like, you know, some things happened between us that I do not appreciate. And I didn't share those things with my brother. Right. Nope. Because that's just not – I'm not going to jeopardize the relationship with my brother by being like, I mean, you can't believe what this guy did to me. I don't want to mess with that relationship either. Right. Um, and I think you said, like, so perfectly, like, of course, people fall in love and that's different. But, like, for, it doesn't sound like this is a casual hookup with this girl. Right. It sounds like whatever. I think, anyways, moral of the story, if something, if you really feel like your boundaries have been crossed, I think it's totally fine to, to actually say something. And I, for, at the end of the day, like, we said, we said this a million times, like, communication is key. Like, sit down with the friend and the cousin separately and have that, like, conversation over a drink or two and, like, listen, I just want to talk about this now. I'm, you know, I, hopefully it doesn't go south, but, like, I just want to talk about, like, kind of how we can all navigate this together so everybody feels comfortable. Totally. Um, and maybe have a drink before you do it. Like, not everybody's super said. comfortable yeah, like, yeah. like leaning in. Um, okay, do you want to do one more email? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening to us talk about fuck unconditional love. <laughs> <laughs> and keep sending us these listener emails and DMs. We hope to get to them eventually. Yeah, we love them. I, I thought this was really fun. I want to keep doing this more. Um, yeah. Please go on iTunes. It takes one second. Leave a rating. Keep putting us in your Instagram stories, guys. This is how we will grow the podcast. Um, you can follow us on social media at Girls Gotta Eat Podcast on Instagram. That's all I do. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. You know, it's funny, Raina, because you don't use Snapchat, but you do go in there to use the filters. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not that attractive without it. Do you know what I like level up like six levels You're with beautiful. the pretty filter. I all right, guys. Um, thank you again, and keep us posted on all the stuff you guys are doing. Send us your screenshots of your text conversations, and keep meeting men in the wild. We love hearing <laughs> about it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Have a Bye. good week. Bye.